Well, I'm running down the road with Paul Bearer in tow. I got 15 titles on my mind. Seven world ones, one hardcore, and seven tags with four different guys. I take a easy, take a easy. Don't let the sound of gongs and bells drive you crazy. Lights open, raise my hands. Don't even try to understand the supernatural dead man. So take a reason. Well, I'm standing on the corner of Death Valley, California. Such a bright fire I see. It's my house, my Lord, burned to the floor. Lost my parents, brother, everything. Come on, Kane, please don't blame me. Paul Bearer took me in as his and tried to train me. Rarely lose, I usually win. I never thought I'd see you again. You opened up the cell and climbed in so freaking easy. Running down the road and I'm all on my own Got a decade of destruction Call me big evil, not red, But do call me American Take a easy, take a easy Don't let the sound of limbus get Drive you crazy Come on, fancy Coming back is the dead man to take her easy. Wanna take her easy? You wanna take her easy? Creatures of the Night, welcome to Talking Taker, episode 191 of our encyclopedic exploration, digging up the career of the greatest professional wrestling character of all time, The Undertaker. My name is Alex Dorio, and I want to thank you for joining us for this very special yet another round of Dead Man Talking. And I am joined, as always, by my tag team partner, my wrestling buddy, my fellow creature of the night. He is the caster of pain, if you will. Podcaster, get it? Podcaster of pain, Mm. everybody? All right. (laughs) Mr. Travis White. Travis, I call you that because, boy, oh, boy, do we have a doozy of an episode for you tonight. Uh, You see, folks, we've celebrated uh, four years of digging up the dead man recently. We just hit our four-year anniversary. 
We've done every single pay-per-view match of The Undertaker's career. We've even dug into his hidden gems and things like that. So what could there possibly be left to explore in his career? Well, folks, we dug deep into the archives for a truly unearthed hidden gem. Footage that's so (laughs) rare, it's not even on the WWE Network. But we are going to tell you guys where to find it because you need to see it. It's not on the Peacock. It's nowhere to be found. We're talking tonight about Mark Calloway before he was The Undertaker when he was the master of pain. Travis, I mean, how would you describe this stuff we're about to watch? Um, gold? <laughs> Just, I mean, buried treasure. This is what this is right here. This, now, okay, we're in 2021. This stuff, none of this would fly. And now, so you've got to, if you're going to go back and watch this with us, or after we talk to you about it, you've got to go back to 1989, 1990. You've got to get yourself back there. Because um, there's some things that are going to be said and done that probably shouldn't have been said and done back then. But it was a different time and a different era. So if you can just separate that. But this is just, it is comedy gold. It is great storytelling. And I use that as a air quotes and as a non-air quotes. Great stuff. And it's fun to see him before he was, you know, even me, Mark Callis. You know, it's fun to see. And let's be clear. You have to go back to 19, uh, 1988 or 89 in Memphis, Tennessee. In, yeah, <laughs> That's you. the yeah. mindset you got to put yourself right. in. So uh, give these guys uh, uh, a little bit of grace, uh, if you will, or sure. don't. But uh, but just, uh, you know, understand <laughs> where they were coming from and uh, look at it with those eyes and, and, and you know, that uh, that mindset, if you will. Yeah. But, yeah, we have. And it's, all, it's, it's entertainment, too. It's Absolutely. Not... Yeah, it's not a, you know, it's entertainment. That's what it's supposed to be. And the stuff that, just like Cornette, man, what he would say and do. And Freebirds used to come down in a Confederate, you know. You can't do that nowadays. But it got a heel heat out of the the guys there. And, you know, stuff was all different back then. So you got to just remember it's entertainment. And the point of wrestling is to get a reaction out of the crowd, be it good or bad. So just remember that. You know, there, there are a couple moments like that, but for the most part, uh, this is an hour of just straight out hilarious, fun, oh, good, yeah. clean, old school uh, Memphis wrestling fun yeah, stuff here. Yeah. Um, stuff so Vince hates. Stuff Vince. Oh, Vin, there's a reason <laughs> yeah. why this isn't on the on the peacock. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why he doesn't own this and he just threw this in the garbage. Um, but let's tell people about exactly what this is, man. We are talking, um, like you said, the master of pain. This is who the Undertaker who the Mark mop. Calloway was the mop, the MOP, uh, in Memphis in the Continental Wrestling Association. So this is from uh, all early 1989 footage that we're going to be watching here uh, before Mark Calloway jumped over to WCW uh, and became Mean Mark Callis uh, before he, of course, before he became The Undertaker in November of 1990. Uh, before he was the Eggman here. Uh, it's not the earliest footage of him, because, of course, he did start out in Texas. He was uh, Texas Red, Big Red, uh, Punisher Dice Morgan, I believe. Uh, was, wasn't that his other name? Yeah. <laughs> something yeah. like that. Dice, Andrew Dice Morgan. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> but uh, this is uh, on a app that you can find... Um, so I found it on my Amazon Fire TV box. Um, Travis, is that what you watched it on? 
Uh, it's also on uh, iOS, so Apple stuff. Okay. So I got it on my um, my iPad, and I watched okay. it on that. But yeah, I, I did initially download it on Amazon because that's where you told me about it. Yeah. So, but yeah, it's actually on Apple as well. Okay, so there's you're welcome, people. <laughs> there's an app should be on most you know uh, streaming boxes or devices that you would use called Wrestling TV. Uh, it's as simple as that. Wrestling TV. Mm-hmm. Just search for that. Download it. Um, and we found a special on there that is an hour long special of footage of the undertaker as master of pain in Memphis. Um, and also it's about 45 minutes of that. And then about 15 minutes of another guy, uh, that we've yeah. talked about on the show, a former opponent of the undertaker, uh, Lord humongous who would go on to become psycho Sid vicious. So it's sort of like a greatest hits of these two guys in Memphis, uh, we're gonna break down all that footage there. Uh, we're gonna and tell it actually you, makes sense. Yeah, it does. Both on the they do a tie over. Yeah. They have a little feud yeah. and and pass over and, and cross over with each other there. Um, so much great hidden footage. <laughs> um, so much non PC footage. Um, so much cool stuff though, where you're seeing little things that Mark Calloway would yeah. incorporate throughout his entire career. You see him hit this move or that move that he would do. You see him do these things where he's gaining this presence that would go on to become the Undertaker. So we thought, hey man, this would be really cool to talk about, especially in this new era of these monthly bonus shows that we're doing here. Uh, so we're going to get to all that. Uh, but of course, since we are only back once a month now, uh, we want to touch on um, any recent Undertaker news, any sightings, any conversation about The Undertaker that's been going on. Uh, we feel like that's our job and our duty to do here on the show. Um, and there has been a few things going on in the month of August. Um, of course, one thing that seems to come up every single month here on these episodes, Travis, is the Broken Skull Sessions on the Peacock Network. We joke about it, but it's true, man. Every single episode of these Broken Skull Sessions uh the Undertaker comes up in the conversation. That's how much of a presence he has uh, in the WWE, in the world of professional wrestling. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about, um, there's been a couple episodes since we last yeah. left off and, and what kind of, uh, how The Undertaker came up in those conversations. Yeah, I think there have been, what, 17 or 19 episodes and all but the Bailey and the Sasha one, he, he's come up on every single one. And I mean, there's no need for them to bring him up and they don't interact with him really so. But anyway, but yeah, so after we recorded the one uh, for August, we uh, the, the Kevin Nash episode was on there. And then more recently, the Bobby Lashley episode. So both of those, of course, Taker comes up. You know, Nash talks about um, his match with him uh, and also just talks about how – so it's in between his match with Taker and then – no, I'm sorry, before his match with Taker at Mania – is Taker's match with Brett at uh, Royal Rumble, right? And then in between, they're supposed to have the Diesel's in there with Brett and stuff, and Brett basically refused to to lose to him. So Nash is like, "Forget it, I'm done. I'm glad that was yeah. the, to him in this iteration of the story. That was Nash's reasoning for like, forget it. I'm going to go WCW with Scott, and um, you know, I'll go do business with a big man with Taker at uh, WrestleMania. And they, you know, watch part of that match back and. Uh, it's. I mean, I remember you and I really, really dug that match, uh, talking about it. But he says that didn't he talk about trying to get Taker to come over to WCW? Uh, I th- he does talk about that a little bit, um, and he talks about how um, 
Undertaker was served his divorce papers on the day of that match at WrestleMania yeah. 12, which is a story we've heard come up before, but it's just yeah. insane to think about. Um, Kevin Nash says that um, he asked Undertaker what he wanted to do that night. Undertaker's like, bro, you're calling the match tonight. I just got served my divorce yeah. papers. I'm <laughs> yeah. not even thinking about it right yeah. now. And just amazing and- the professionalism that they went out and, and put on the match that they did, knowing that he's got that going on in his life that day. Yeah. Exactly. It's crazy. Again, he's always a business first guy, man. And it's like he's he said in the last ride, sometimes to his detriment, you know, <laughs> maybe he shouldn't have put the business first sometimes, but you know, he always has. And, uh, it's crazy and something Undertaker related, but I just, I'll never not laugh at the story of Nash getting his release and then in CNN towers, faxing it to Titan towers yep. from CNN's copy. It is, that is one of my favorite stories of wrestling more ever. I love it. So anyway, that's fantastic. And then I mean, the, Kevin um, Nash is is a top five professional wrestling storyteller. Like oh, you put him up yeah. against him, I could listen to that guy talk. I, I don't care how many times I've heard the stories. No, nope. uh, it's yeah. great to hear him. And he's got his glass of wine and yeah. <laughs> a bottle of red wine. He goes through on there. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, the other taker thing I remember him from this episode. Um, he another story we've heard before, but. Uh, Nash is talking about how he's wrestling Bob Backlund and Backlund tells Nash to do a sunset flip. And so yeah. Nash is like, all right, you know, he's the veteran. He's calling the match. So I jump up and do the sunset flip. And then I get to the back and Undertaker chokes me and puts me up against the wall and says, if you ever do a sunset flip again, I'm going to drive you out of this business. <laughs> Something like that, uh, which is so funny, but it's, uh. I mean, it's a great lesson. Like, like, the business was different back then, you know, nowadays. So what, you know, big guys do Mm -hmm. that stuff all the time. Maybe they shouldn't do it quite as much as they do, but it's a different time. Um, and you just didn't do that as a big man in 1993 or 94. No, not at all. You were still protecting that aura of the big man. Right. You know? Yeah. But, um, and then again, the Bobby Lashley episode, and I'll be the first to admit, and we've admitted on here, not really big fans of Bobby Lashley, especially not back in the day. Not back in the day. His uh, 2019, 2020, 2021, I'm, I'm all in. I'm Absolutely. a fan of him as champion. Her business was one of my favorite things on Raw. Loved it. Uh, anyway, he's doing a great job. But so to see him be interviewed by Austin, uh, he's, a, he's just a quiet guy. But they talk a little bit about his history in the military and all this. But literally the first wrestler that they even talk about – and it just comes up naturally because Austin is asking Bobby about, you know, you were a shoot fighter, you were a wrestler. So when you got in the ring, did you kind of like crouch over and hunch over and, and, and kind of want to shoot fight like, you know, like a Kurt Angle would have? And he said, yeah, I did. He said, uh, and Austin's like, well, I didn't really see that in your game back then. And he's like, you know why? Take her. He said, mm. I did that in some dark matches and, and tryouts and stuff. And he said, and backstage, Taker pulled me aside. He said, no. He said, don't do that. He said, you're big. You're a big guy. You want them to see that you're a big guy. You don't need to come, come down to the other guy's levels and hunch over. He said, you stand up. You stand up tall and you don't lean over. He said, and ever since then, that's what I've always done. He said, so Taker from the get-go helped set me apart as a big guy to show how big I was. You know, Forget all the wrestling accolades. I'm going to be a big pro wrestler now. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like I said, it came up naturally. It wasn't – Austin didn't force it. He didn't bring up Taker. Bobby did, so it was pretty cool. I mean, it's just cool that Taker would give that advice to the to this rookie to a too. greenhorn. Like yeah. you know, yeah. Taker's been in the business for 
20 years at that point. Like, he doesn't have to. He just sit nope. in his locker room and, you know, choose uh, <laughs> tobacco and drink his beer mm-hmm. and do whatever until his match comes out. But he cares. You know, we saw that in the last yep. ride when he's going down to NXT in 2000 you know, 19 and, and visiting those guys and giving those guys advice. So that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, Bobby Lashley. You're right, man. He's, he's to me, he reminds me of Mark Henry. Like Mark Henry was a guy who'd been around forever and just never really impressed you. He was just always just kind of there, not good, not bad, just kind of there. And then all of a sudden, you know, all these years into the, into the business, he hits that hall of pain gimmick and it's just like, mm-hmm. Oh, He's the coolest guy, hottest guy in the yeah. business. The same with Lashley yeah. now. Like Lashley yeah. was just like, couldn't care less about the guy. And then all of a sudden, Hurt Business, MVP, world champ, hottest guy in the business. Yeah. Oh, Love yeah. It. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, and uh, Undertaker, he's had some good stuff going on recently. You might have seen him posting on social media. He's flexing, taking selfies, riding around in his truck. Uh, and then also he's uh, at the University of Texas. Uh, I know that stings a little bit, Travis. I know the Georgia Bulldogs and University of Texas have a little history with each other. Uh, we'll but, have uh, more history going forward because they'll be in the SEC. So yeah. bring it on. <laughs> there you go. Let's oh, go. could see Undertaker <laughs> at a Georgia game sometimes. Could see him in Athens. Could see him in Athens. All right. Circa 2024, 25, whenever they join. So, yeah, there we go. So he uh, got gifted a helmet from the Longhorns. We know he's a big Texas awesome. Longhorns fan. Um, we saw him on. Uh, college game day, uh, I think it was two years ago, uh, representing the Longhorns. So very cool to see that um, and see him out and about. He's still looking good, man. You never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. We're seeing Sting wrestle uh, on a regular basis in 2021 <laughs> in his 60s. Uh, yeah. We never know what we could see with Undertaker. Yeah, well, with all the steam that's, you know, Sting and the steam that AEW is carrying right now, it may be one of those things I Taker said. This is my last ride, but you know, you never know events. It's in case of emergency, you break glass. So I've seen <laughs> seen a lot of memes on uh, social media of late with uh, oh, yeah. CM Punk coming back and, and yeah. people being like Vince calling up Undertaker <laughs> right now, you know, feeling feeling the sting from AEW. Yeah, calling up Taker, calling up Sean yep. Hunter out of NXT, just <laughs> printing money out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. Who knows? That's why we're keeping the podcast alive, because you just never know. Uh, And we are keeping it alive tonight. Man, this is going to be a live one. Uh, Travis, I could, this is, like I said, this is an hour-long special that we're talking about. I could talk about this for conservatively seven and a half hours here tonight. We could, yeah, we could go Peter Jackson Hobbit into like a trilogy on this. So much to say. Peter Jackson took a 120 page book and made nine hour movies out of it. It might be. We could do the same here. This is, this is so good, man. Well, I can't, I mean, first of all, before we start, I can't thank you enough for stumbling upon this just on accident. And, uh, yeah, leading me to it. And, guys, at the end of this, you're going to be welcome as well, those of you creatures of the night. Yeah. So, you know, Peacock, when it launched, it was not available on the Amazon uh, streaming devices, which is what I have in my house. Um, And so I didn't have Peacock till a couple months ago when they finally fixed that. 
Um, so, you know, I could hook up my computer to the TV and all that stuff, but I'm lazy. And so I, I would, I did it for WrestleMania, but I didn't really do it much past then. So I was just trying to get my wrestling fix. I, I'd watch stuff on YouTube, but one day I just like typed in wrestling on, on Amazon to see if, see what they had on there. And this app wrestling TV comes up. I download it. I highly recommend it to you folks out there. Uh, even after you watch this special, there's just a ton of 60s, 70s, 80s content on there from Memphis. I think there's some stuff from Texas and the mm-hmm. uh, those handful of territories that aren't owned by WWE. Uh, there are still a few of those out there that they don't own the footage to, and that's what makes up this stuff. I'm uh, pretty sure this was all stuff that was released on DVD and VHS probably in the early to, to mid-2000s. Uh, I think all this stuff came out at that point, and they just transferred it over to, to the this uh, streaming app. Yeah, I mean, it looks like it was made on a Netscape navigator in, like, 1998. I mean, yeah. you're going with that kind of, like, graphics and stuff. Like, when we were in middle school in, like, tech lab, like, it's something, like, our teacher would have made us make, so... You know, yeah, I watched it the first time, like, a month or two ago, and then I watched it again today. I think the quality got worse. I think it's like a VHS that, you you know, the more you watch it... <laughs> the more you watch Somehow, this streaming app is, is literal VHS. <laughs> it's, it's more analog. damage to it. Yes. It's an analog app. I don't know how they do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah well um can we just tell them what the title or how yeah does, how, how do you find this just go like you said wrestling tv app any streaming device box that you have you're gonna go on there it looks like a five-year-old designed the interface for it or, or a middle schooler in tech lab like you said in 1998 yeah. this geo cities interface on this app <laughs> Um, so you text me, you're like, I don't know how to find this thing, but the easiest thing to do, you'll see a menu on the left sidebar and you're going to go under free content. Yeah. Hopefully, (laughs) uh, look under the free content on there and just type in the word dead. That's all you have to do. Type in the word dead into the search bar. And this special should be the only thing that pops up on there, uh, because it's called, uh, Travis, what's the name of this thing? Lowercase b, four b four the number four b four, they were, dot dot dot, vol four main event, monsters, psychos and dead men, Sid Udy and Mark Calloway. No punctuation, no commas, and horrifyingly misspelled. Yeah, I'm Ladies sorry, gentlemen, you heard me right. It is. <laughs> Monsters. Do you mean Monstars? Like Space Jam? They're not trying to capitalize on Space Jam 2. This is uh, Space Jam 3. Monsters. Yeah. (laughs) Before they were, Uh, Volume 4, Main Event Monsters, Psychos and Dead Men, Sid Udy and Mark Calloway. Again, it's Psychos and Dead Men, even though, like you said, 78 to 90% is the Dead Man. Psychos at the very end. But um, yeah, Main Event Monsters. And like. You texted me and you said, I knew it was going to be good when I saw that. When you see it's called Monsters. It's not just on the app. When you play the special on there, the title comes on the main screen. (laughs) It says, Main Event Monsters. (laughs) No one in production, not one person (laughs) knew that that was a spelling error. At no point in the life. Somebody was like, all right. Sounds good. Run with it. Was was Memphis. Exactly. 
<laughs> yeah, but dude, I just it's if you're a fan of The Office, it sounds like a newspaper article. Like Michael Scott, he does the giant newspaper articles. But yeah, it's before they were Vol Four, Main Event, Monsters, Psychos, and Dead Men, Sid Judy, and Mark Calloway. It's so much. It's so much. And uh, folks, uh, I will give you a trigger warning here as well um, that this is a free app, so there are ads on it. And I don't know what you got, man, but the ads that I got were genuinely disturbing. Like there's for some horror movie channel streaming app and like they look like literal torture videos, like not even like faces of death. Oh my gosh. Like I was like 11 o'clock at night, like lights out. I was watching this. I legitimately almost peed my pants. A little scared. It was awful. Yeah, I got those too. It was uh, luckily I just muted them and looked away until yeah. the, the, it came back on. But yeah, it was terrifying. So we so do yeah, apologize just, for that. Yeah. Um, oh man. And this uh, is I tell you what, man. This thing just gets going. Yeah, yeah. This is all footage from uh, early 1989 from the CWA Continental Wrestling Association, uh, which uh, evolved into the USWA. Is all this Memphis territory Mid-South. stuff here? Yeah. Um, according to Wikipedia, uh, which actually does talk about a few of the things that we say on here. Yeah, there's your Michael Scott reference right there. Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's right. Anyone, anyone can edit could it. Post anything. Yeah. Best possible exactly. information. Um, uh, so we, we kick off on February 2nd, 1989. Uh, is going to be the first thing that we see here, which is going to be... Uh, the Master of Pain debuting here in Memphis. And uh, all this footage that we're going to see here, um, and again, we encourage you to just stop what you're doing. Go watch this. Take an hour out of your day. You will not regret it. It will be the best thing you've ever done uh, if you go watch this all week, this first. Yeah. Uh, but we'll try to sell you on it if, you, if you're not going to go do it yet. But all this it's takes place. Labor Day weekend? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, for your Labor Day, take the day off and just watch this Please. multiple times. Bring your family around. <laughs> yeah, grill some wieners Celebrate and some dogs. It. <laughs> yeah, some, some burgers. <laughs> Pour the chips and the baked beans on and turn this on the TV and then watch your college football. With yeah, it. <laughs> and see the looks on your family's faces when they watch up this Especially time. when the commercials come on. <laughs> So the uh, the vast majority of this is going to take place. If, if you remember anything about '80s wrestling, it's going to take place in like a TV studio with like thirty yeah. or forty fans in the stands around the ring, uh, and an announce table interview area right next to the ring. Uh, there'll be a couple times where we actually see some footage for some actual arena shows, but uh, for mm-hmm. the vast majority of it, we're in this tiny little studio where uh, Mark Calloway is is gets called into the booth to make his debut, the Master of Pain. Um, how would you describe what he's wearing, Travis? <laughs> you put it the best. He's wearing a Harlem Heat outfit. <laughs> it looks like he's the third member of Harlem Heat. <laughs> Booker and Stevie and Master of Pain. He's got the House of Pain. Yeah, there it is. Uh, black spandex tank top and this red and yellow like, <laughs> like fire McDonald's. pants. <laughs> Ronald McDonald pants, man. And maybe that's why he is so nervous when he comes out here oh, yeah. on this day. He's like almost shaking when he tries to get mm-hmm. through this this promo as he tries to introduce himself. So this is what, 80... Was it 89? February 88? 1989. Whew, so that's what, 
32 years ago. Yep. So he would have been what? Early twenties. Early twenties. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. Yeah, he comes out for an interview and he says that he's been in the Atlanta State Penitentiary for the last five years. But he's not ashamed and he went there on a bad rap because two chum punks jumped him in a parking lot and now they're pushing up Daisy. So <laughs> Pushing up Daisies is like the Undertaker, man. Exactly. A little foreshadowing for the Undertaker, the man he would become. And then he calls out, I'm calling out Jerry Lawler. Jerry Lawler. Well, names are important where I'm from. <laughs> Gets the king's name, but he didn't. He said his name exactly. <laughs> but then he says that Ricky Morton sent him to do a job, and Lawler will be lucky to get out of here alive. Calls himself Master of Pain. Yeah, that's right, Master of Pain. Because where I've been the last five years, you have to know how to handle pain, and I know it better than anybody. I've been in the Atlanta State Penitentiary, and I'm not ashamed to know it. I went up there on a bad rap because two chum punks jumped me in a parking lot and now they're pushing up daisies. And let me tell you, Jerry Lawler, Jerry Lawler, whatever you call yourself, it doesn't matter to me. Like I said, names aren't important where I'm from. But I tell you what, Ricky Morton sent me here and I'm going to do a job for him. And brother, if you get out alive, you'll be thankful. Hmm. Master of Pain. Don't know his name. Not sure I want to. And uh, the announcer, who is uh, Dave Brown, famed legendary uh, Memphis announcer, he, uh, as Master of Pain walks off, he uh, he responds appropriately to that promo with just a big, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know what quite to make of that. Either. <laughs> and you made a good point. You, you know, he says he went to the penitentiary on a bad rap. Yes. But he also says he murdered two guys. Yes, they're so, pushing up daisies. Which was it? Was it a bad rap or was he legitimately two people? Kill two guys. And if so, how did he only get five years in Atlanta? Double homicide. <laughs> five years for good behavior. I guess. Well, Ricky Morton got him out. <laughs> yeah. This is already golden, man. I know. <laughs> so we have Ricky Morton to thank for the career of the Master of Pain. He got him oh. here, got him here to watch um, his back. Rest in peace, Bobby Eaton has passed away since we recorded last. So I'm surprised yeah, he's Morton. not on this video. Uh, me too, me too. But yeah, beautiful Bobby. Absolutely. We'll get back to the hilarity now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, Ricky Morton, you know, calling a hit on Jerry Lawler. He also said, like, I wasn't sure when I watched it. Uh, uh, Master Pain Taker. He says he got a bad rap because two chill or two guys jump punks. Yeah. I, I thought he said. I thought he was about to say children. I thought he was about to uh, tell us he killed two children. Hesitated. Two children. That's extreme. <laughs> I heard chum punks. Okay. I don't know if that's where CM Punk got his name from. Chum. Chum punk. <laughs> chum punk. Foreshadowing to a future opponent. Rest could be. Could opponent. be. Uh, well, this guy that Master Payne faces is a chump punk, uh, by all means. Oh, uh, Jerry Lawler? No, Rodney oh, Napper. Rodney Napper is going to be the guy. <laughs> oh, man, these jobbers Napper. are legendary. You're just asking for people to go to sleep during the match. <laughs> What's this guy's name? Napper? Okay. Guess I'll go get some popcorn then. Like, you're not going to want to stay and watch him. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's not even the worst guy that we're going to no. see. <laughs> <Not even close. laughs> Guys, this is just very Puts him to sleep. So good stuff. Rodney Dapper. <laughs> I hope finishing move was a sleeper. If not, what a missed, missed opportunity. opportunity. Huge. He probably didn't have a finisher. He didn't even get that far in the match. No, poor Rodney Napper. I mean, he gets murdered here. This is not a fair fight. Um, even from early days, yeah, Master Pain is green as grass here, but he's still, you know, he's still dominant. He hits his big yeah. power slam. He delivers a forearm, turnbuckle shot, body slam, big leg drop. I mean, this is your typical 80s. Uh, wrestling squash match here, especially if it's big mm-hmm. rookie guy. He can't do much, but what he can do, he, he brings a lot of intensity uh, and athleticism to it, and he does a pretty cool move to uh, finish off Rodney Napper here. That's going to be a great tie-in to The Undertaker. Yeah, it's eventually going to become some vintage Undertaker. It's that run and dive and clothesline, you know, that he would you know do. Uh, we saw countless times in our 191 episodes here but um Pretty yeah neat. that's a, that was his finishing move here he hits that and then pins old rod napper at a minute and eight seconds so 108 so uh <laughs> like you said really honestly as green as he was good heel match like good heel going over put your put your heel over make it make a statement in and out yeah that promo was nothing to write home about but you can tell by his look and by his size there's definitely money to be made with this guy, and you can see why, um, you know, Vince McMahon eventually is gonna see all the potential uh, in this guy here. So, yeah. we quickly move on to the uh, next segment on this. It's gonna be a lot of quick cuts to, to different yeah, matches and segments like a, on here. It's not like a WWE produced thing where you go to like a talking head, like DDP introduces the next scene, or or even one of those new guys from like the Bump nowadays. Like you don't even get that. You get just scene after scene after scene, and that's it. So, yeah, we're going on to uh, Master Payne now is with Dutch Mantel. Dirty uh, Dutch. Take, yeah, Dirty Dutch. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Don't you have a good uh, Dutch Mantel story? Oh, the match I saw him in? Yeah. I don't know if we ever talked about that. Did we talk about that? I, can't I don't remember, know if we so. did. If not, it was no time like the present. So let's go. Um, so I took my wife to a wrestling show. In Nashville, Nashville Fairgrounds, uh, 2012, uh, me and her, my buddy uh, Gene and his wife, we went to Nashville Fairgrounds and saw the local wrestling. And the main event was Dirty Dutch versus Boogie Woogie Boy, Jimmy Valiant, in a... In, in a, 2012. In 2012, <laughs> in a steel cage match. And this was the main event, and it took about... Uh, I don't know, 28 to 30 minutes to get the case set up in this cage. We wound no. up calling it the po- Poison Ivy Death Match because it just had like vines, Poison <laughs> Ivy. <laughs> all over it. What it's kind like, of cage was it? It's like they just got four pieces of like chain link from outside. <laughs> they just found it on the fairgrounds and they just <laughs> zip tied it together on the corners. Like, but like I said, it took like 30 minutes between the match. In the next one, like it was, no, it wasn't the main event. It was, the, it was the semi main because the main event oh. was uh, the Quiche and Road Dog and Billy Gunn versus some other people. Wow. But anyway, uh, yeah. So they do all. It takes thirty five minutes to get this cage set up, and then Dutch and Boogie Woogie Man. It literally a four minute match, and <laughs> neither one of them can take a bump. <laughs> it's over, and the poison Ivy death match. Seventies. And they had to tear it all back down, and then the main oh. event comes out. Yeah. Oh, man. My favorite Dutch Mantel match is that one. So, 
<laughs> so good. So yeah, years before that, uh, he's here he with Master here. of Pain. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, taking on David Johnson, who just sounds like, I mean, a jobber. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, uh, nothing else you could say about it here. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah Ma- uh, Dutch Mantel is now managing Master of Pain. Uh, he beats David Johnson here in about 60 seconds, gives him a big press slam, chokes him out. Uh, you can tell he's just getting a monster push already here. Mm-hmm. He's got the big manager with him. Hits the big body slam and a big leg drop. Again, another move that we would see Undertaker mm-hmm. do uh, quite a bit, uh, doing that leg drop. And um, according to Wikipedia, this was just the very next week on uh, Memphis CWA television here. And just the very next week after his debut, Master Payne and Dutch Mantel are going to call out the King of Memphis right here after this match. They're going to call out Jerry the King Lawler, who is obviously the champion here. Uh, and they want him to come out and face him, face the Master of Pain. Master of Pain is just screaming out, Lawler, Lawler, Lawler. He's acting like a crazy man. He's sticking his tongue out. Um, doing some very Undertaker-like things here. Um, the announcers are like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Jerry Lawler's already got a match scheduled tonight. He's he's supposed to face Keith Arrington. And I love Dutch Mantel. He just goes, who, who the heck is that? He ain't ever beat nobody. <laughs> <laughs> he's to face the Master Pain. Oh, that's so good. I'm going out here right now. That big guy who boxes comes all the time. Jerry Lawler, he's got an ounce of guts in his body. Let him climb in the ring here. And let's go. Master of Pain here. He's a big champion, the unification title holder. Let him get in the ring right now. And we're not leaving right. the ring till Lawler comes on. Lawler has got a match coming up. Dutch, your match is over there with him. Come out here. Let's face it. Lawler's afraid to get in the ring. 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 Lawler's afraid to get in the Lawler's got a match coming up in there, and the Master of Pain just walking around stalking. Who's Lawler wrestling anyway? He's got Keith Eric. Keith Eric, he ain't beat nobody. Let Lawler come out here and face some real competition. Tell him to come around here. So good. And, man, I tell you what, man, as good as Dutch is, he wasn't that great at this point. Because he go, he when they're calling out Lawler, he says, and I wrote it down here, he says, if he's the big champion, the unification, mm, title holder, we're not leaving this ring. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, These weren't scripted, folks. No. Yeah, but you know, Lawler takes the bait. He comes out and he puts the belt down. He gets into the ring and the bell rings. So it's going to be Taker, Future Taker versus the King, man. Yeah, dude. It's second week on TV. He's already getting this mega push here in Memphis. And I mean, he looks like a monster, like a monster, uh, if you will, here. (laughs) (laughs) He just dominates Lawler immediately. He no-sells all of Lawler's offense uh, and gives him everything he's got, picks him up over his head, press slams him, leg drops him, uh, knocks him down. Uh, while on commentary, Dutch Mantel's talking about all the time, Master Payne spent in solitary confinement in the Atlanta Penitentiary <laughs> and uh, you know how, how, what sort of man that made him. And a man, so... We've both gone on record saying that Jerry Lawler probably has the greatest punches in the history of wrestling. And Master Payne is just shaking them off like they're nothing. And like you said, it's really it really is putting a lot of heat on this guy. And 
really making him seem like a monster. You know, he really does seem like that. Because, I mean, this is the guy. This would be like you bring in – they've tried this. You bring in a 10 side, you put him in with John Cena, with the guy. It doesn't always work, you know. A, we knew who 10 side was, but, you know what I'm saying, like you bring in a right. Kali and put him in there. It doesn't always work. This was working, though, for some little local, you know, territory stuff. This was working. They're doing a good job. And, and Jerry Lawler knows – how to make sure that he'll gets over. He does a great job selling and acting surprised when his punches aren't, you know, aren't working off. It's great. Lawler goes to lift him and he can't. And, but then the master paint body slams Lawler three times in a row. And back then a body slam was a devastating move. It's textbook stuff. And I I know we can overcomplicate wrestling. I know it's not 1989 anymore. I know it's 30 years later. Um, But I still believe in my heart of hearts, Sometimes simple storytelling is the best that there is. Sometimes you don't have to, mm-hmm. you know, overthink things and uh, think three steps ahead of the fans. Sometimes you just do the simple stuff and, and it would mm-hmm. still work nowadays. And this is a, a great yep. example of it here. Uh, again, Dutch Mantel is just hyping up um, uh, Master Pain on commentary, but he does, he gets a little continuity error here, in my opinion, because Dutch says he recruited master Payne straight out of prison even though master Payne said ricky morton recruited him out of prison here so i, I don't know who's telling the truth about yeah. who was strolling down the prison but uh that does sound like something dutch mantel would do just like walk through the halls of the penitentiary like oh, i like that guy i'll take that one yeah. <laughs> yeah. like it's a like it's some kind of dog pound <laughs> yeah. yeah he says master Payne's gonna beat lawler for the title and then give it to me or ricky morton he says so i guess they're both yeah they've you know co-signed on breaking this guy out of prison i don't know i mean <clears throat> not sure what the deal is but yeah that's going to kind of come into play actually later on yeah so yep. but uh, then dutch does something weird he uh gets in the ring to like stop master pain from beating up Lawler and the announcer calls it a disqualification. So I don't know, man, it's, I don't not sure what happened. Did Dutch become a referee and tell him to wave it off the match. I don't know, but I'm not sure exactly what happened, but then it's kind of confusing, but <clears throat> Dutch starts flapping his gums about Lawler has been beaten by the master of pain. And again, Lawler's just selling really well here. And I just wrote my notes. Like it's just, kind of his goofy look, you know, and this goofy 80 stuff, but like this is how you get a new guy over. It's really really well done. And you don't have to have an actual winner and a loser. No one took yes. a pinfall here. Yep, the announcers point out that Master Payne didn't beat Lawler, didn't pin yeah. him, but he did leave him lying. And you're right, man. That's building heat, that's building toward the future, that's building toward the big match uh, that these two are going to have, which is what we're going to see next. Uh, we get to really, I mean, in my opinion, this next segment right here is the main event of this video. Um, there's still some great stuff afterward, but this was the highlight for me here. Uh, we get to talk about uh, my favorite character from this whole video uh, cassette, this whole special. Man by the name of Ronnie P. Gossett, which I was not familiar with him. If you're not familiar with him, good Lord, man, this guy should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, I was going to mention earlier that, like, I consider myself, and I think you do too, a pretty, pretty heavy, you know, pretty good wrestling historian. You know, no, I mean, there's definitely gaps in my game. I'm not flaunting or anything. I'm just saying, like, pretty big wrestling historian, but this guy has flown under the radar for me. I've never heard of him. 
uh, and I'm mad at myself for <laughs> years I've wasted not knowing him, you know? It's like if all of a sudden you just became, like, a fan of, you know, I don't know, a huge band, like, you know, like, and you've missed all their hits, yes. you know? But this guy is just gold, man. And, like, again, it's a hit, he's gold, so be okay with right. it. Right. But uh, it is just, where has he been our whole life, dude? He is, where? He is a rotund, uh, egg-shaped gentleman. Yes. <laughs> He, uh, he's a he's a you know major heel in this territory. He's kind of surrounded with this rogues gallery of Memphis with uh, Dutch Mantel, uh, Colonel Robert Parker, um, and then Master of Pain. They're all together here, and Master of Pain has changed up his look uh, and is now uh, sort of look like he's in a motorcycle gang. He's sort of got, got the uh, uh, biker taker look going on hey, here, all denim. Uh, denim vest with no shirt and and blue jeans and and leather cap and everything, uh, trying to look like a real tough guy here, like guy who's broken out of the penitentiary. And um, yeah, he's like taking steps backward. In his, like, right. Like you, you think he'd come in like that and then get the tights, but no, nope. he came in in tights and then goes backwards. <laughs> he's still learning, man. Yeah. Um, we joined this angle, this segment, sort of right in the middle of it. Apparently. Gossett and Lawler, they've been feuding forever, and, and Gossett's been kicked off the announce team or something like that, best I can yeah. tell. And the story is he either has to become a wrestler, uh, which he is certainly in no shape to do, or he's going to get kicked out of the territory because he's no longer on an announcer contract. So um, Gossett challenges Lawler to a match, and he's of course, he's the classic cowardly heel, uh, but he does he slaps Lawler in the face, um, and, and then acts like, oh yeah, I can handle this. I can handle Jerry Lawler. Um, and so like his whole faction starts to walk away and then Gossett's on the mic. He's like, now wait a second. Y'all don't have to leave. You know, <laughs> some of y'all can hang out. You don't all have to leave right now, <laughs> which just killed me, man. I don't know why that was so funny to me. It's so good. His delivery so was just good. perfect. Yeah, it's, it's so funny, man, this whole thing. And he talks about, you know, Lawler has been going overseas, taking on, some people in Japan. Oh, we uh, <laughs> we'll play the clip for you guys. We're not gonna say it, but uh, yeah. folks, gossip lets loose a little slur <laughs> that yeah. just uh, made my jaw drop to the floor. <laughs> yeah. So, but again, it was it was, it was somehow 80s. it was okay back then, and nobody asked questions. So. But, uh, yeah. Not okay. Not a good no. thing to say. No, no, no. Let me tell you something, you idiot. You're good at challenging commentators. You're good at hand-picking your opponents. And you're good at picking who you're going to defend that rinky-dink belt you got against. You go completely out of the country. You have to hand-pick pick those slant-eyed chops over there. Well, let me tell you something, Lawler. I'm standing next to two men. And I use the word men, something that you don't know what it means. Yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, win, lose, or draw, you take on one of these guys, and then you can have me in the ring. Win, lose, or draw, and you put that belt on the line. I want to see you defend the belt because it'll be a first. I've never seen you defend that belt. So, yeah, like you said, uh, Fatso, Ronnie P. Gossett. All I can think of is Roscoe P. Coltrane. That's basically <laughs> what he P. is, man. Gossett, yeah. <laughs> I hope he said his name like that. 
but you know, he says, well, he's going to take on Dutch or Master of Pain first. So, you know, they wind up figuring out who's going to be, and Master of Pain's going to take on this challenge against Jerry Lawler. So, but then Gossett wants a contract, and kind of go back and forth, and Lawler agrees that, you know, win, lose, or draw, Lawler's going to get a match with Ronnie P. Gossett after this match with the Master of Pain. So, I'm going to go to commercial break and come back. So, which is kind of funny, it's like, so it doesn't matter what happens. Right. I'm going to get a match with. So honestly, if I were Lawler, I would have just gone in and laid down, gotten pinned. But he doesn't want to lose the title. Oh, exactly. That's, oh, yeah. That's he's right. got, he's, title he's putting the title on the line, too. Right. We'll get DQ'd and then just beat him up. So. There you go. But anyway, that should have been but strategy. Yeah. But this is all just classic Memphis stuff. They're stalling. Oh, yeah. They're 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 adding all these stipulations and adding on to it here. But it's so entertaining. Like none of these guys are on a script. They nope. all know the end point that they have to get to here, but they're just improv and they're just uh, hitting jabs on each other and cutting each other down and, and letting loose and, and the crowd's popping for every one liner mm-hmm. and every put down that Jerry Lawler does here. Um and they're just overselling everything. Dutch Mantel is too uh, we come back and we see the contracts written up. Master the commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote it up during the commercial break. Yeah, they wrote it up during the commercial break. Uh, it's official now. It took two uh, and a half minutes to write a contract for a world. That's, all, that's all it takes in Memphis. Um, uh, and Master Payne, he's about to hop in the ring. He's got his blue jeans on and, um, uh, Lawler hops out of the ring as soon as the match starts. And he's like, well, wait one second here. Last time I faced Master Pain, Dutch Mantel cost him the match. So I demand that Dutch Mantel leaves the studio right now. And and Dutch Mantel's mm. like, he puts up a little fight, but he eventually agrees. But Lawler says, like, hang on, hang on one second. I, I know you, Dutch. I know you're not going to stay behind the curtains. I don't even want you in the building yeah. right now. And that's when Dutch starts to lose his crap. He starts to yeah. get upset and... Uh, Lawler brings out security uh, to escort Dutch straight out of the building. <laughs> and Ronnie P. Gossett's throwing a fit. Oh, yeah. He's having a conniption fit. And he even says, my favorite line, this whole thing, he says, Who do you think you are, Marshall Dillon? <laughs> which is just amazing. Um, which is one of my favorite lines from Should Have Been a Cowboy by Toby Keith. But again, that Marshall Dillon from MASH. So uh, good stuff, man. Great. Would you do me a personal favor and escort Dutch Mantel completely out of the building, out into the parking lot, and stay with us? Just a minute, just a minute. Hey, you're out of your league. You don't touch. You don't touch Dutch. Go ahead, Dutch Mantel. Hey, you what, what do you cop? need to be in here for anyway? We'll tell you what happened to Ronnie Gossett. He's not a cop. Listen, you're an impersonator. Get your hands off Let's him. Let's go with him. Why not, Dutch? What do you need to be in here for? Huh? What do you need to be in here for? Just, hey, if you want to go, if you say you can go, why don't you just go with the man? Who do you think you are, Marshall Dillon? Get your hands off him. Who do you think you are, Marshall Dillon? So he's I like, love that, dude. He's saying, that, that's not a cop. That's an impersonator. He's not even yeah. a real cop. Imposter. Imposter. <laughs> <laughs> Lawler demands the officer handcuff Dutch Mantel. He's kicking and screaming as he gets dragged out of the building. I mean, this is just fantastic stuff. No, it dude. is. Like, like uh, I said, it's overselling, but it's awesome. It, it doesn't resemble WWE of this day and age in the slightest, but for, for somebody like me, for somebody like you, and I imagine most of our listeners, this is just so fun and goofy and nostalgic. Oh, um, yeah. 
we finally start this match between Master of Pain and Jerry the King Lawler here. And it does seem like the King has studied a little bit of tape. You know, he's able yeah. to evade a little bit of Master of Pain's offense to start the match off. Um, meanwhile, Gossett is just on a live mic on the outside of the ring, yelling at the ref and just cracking me up the whole time. Yeah. Kind of like that Abraham Washington guy used to be on mm-hmm. Raw like a decade ago, just walking around with a live mic talking. It's kind of like, yeah, he's not he's not allowed to be at the commentary booth, but he still has a live mic. He's with still commentating. Flight. Yeah, he's commentating <laughs> the entire time. And the commentators are trying to talk to, but he can't hear them on a headset, so he's just talking over talking them. Talking over it's great. Yeah. And, yeah, he's just talking smack the entire time. And uh, he's got a lot of mean things to say about King calls him idiot and all kind of stuff and again this says lots of things that you can't you can't say nowadays but back then it was just like it was funny and now it's like (laughs) ooh, boy we've learned uh, we've we've matured yeah but the master pain he does begin to take it to lawler with some punches and chokes mostly and hits a body slam and that leg drop that you know gets a two count for it so but then he goes for a running shoulder block or maybe possibly that diving clothesline again accidentally hits the referee. Uh, and that's where things break down. Yeah, you know things are going to go down here. And Lawler starts him off, dude. He does what, you know, the big move in Memphis drops the strap right mm-hmm. there. So he hits some right hands. And this time, the strap's down. So th- those punches are stunning. They Master works, of pain. Yeah, yeah they do. And, and Jerry Lawler's got that great right hand. He hip tosses him. Jerry Lawler actually even goes up and hits a drop kick uh, and nails Master of Pain with it. Hits the fist drop off the second rope. But now Dutch Mantel has somehow moved past the security guard and he re-enters the ring along with, and I quote, the Japanese team. Oh, no. (laughs) The Japanese team is what their name is. They come in. Their names are... I don't know all of their names. I don't names, know who they are. The Executioner and the Grappler are two of their names. Oh, okay. I hear you say on commentary. You caught that. Oh, all right. The Japanese team. It's the Executioner and the Grappler. Executioner, future, take your opponent. In WWE. Look, man, I'll make fun of NXT names to this day, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that, That's probably better than just the Japanese team. <laughs> yeah. Their name is the Japanese team. Yes. At least we had Kai and Tai and the Young Dragons. Like these guys are just called the Japanese team. At least they didn't shorten it. Yeah, Ronnie Gossett already did that earlier. <laughs> yeah, he did that earlier, as you heard already. So, so like <clears throat> ten other heels run in the ring. Lawler is fighting off all of them. He puts them all down because he's Jerry Lawler in Memphis. But uh, Mantel grabs a billy club from the yeah. security guard, uh, the old nefarious billy club, tosses it to Master mm. of Pain. He hits Lawler, knocks him out, and of course, wouldn't you know it, the referee wakes up and counts the pin at that moment. And Master of Pain, Mark Calloway, the future Undertaker, becomes the unified world champion of Memphis. Just two months into his run here in the territory, Crazy. man. That is insane. It's a historic push. moment. 2009 Sheamus push, man. He kind of looks like Sheamus. kind of does. But then, so he wins the unified world title, and then commentary like, well, that was a no-DQ match. Wait, what? When did we get told that? And why was (laughs) there a retrospection if it was, yeah. But then, you know, to celebrate with the Master of Pain, the Japanese team, they celebrate with all the heels. Master of Pain is excited. He's showing off his new title in the middle of the ring, and 
Ronnie P. Gossett gets in the ring. And now, again, remember, win, lose, or draw, he gets a match with Lawler. Well, Lawler lost, and he got put down the billy club, so now old Fatso is going to take the boots to him. And, dude, these are got to be some of the worst. <laughs> it's like if you ask Kenny Bolin from OVW to get in the ring and do some show us how to wrestle or something. Like, it is so bad. But my favorite thing is when he's prancing around like he's the penguin from, like, the Batman Returns. He's just kind of like, eh, like, prancing around. And it's just so good, man. It's such a glorious heel. It just an yeah. absolute coward, chicken bleep yeah. heel. Uh, the, 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 his rival's down on the ground and he's acting like such a tough guy as he struts and dances around and he picks up the title and uh, he, the, all the heels raise up Ronnie P. Gossett's hand like he's the real champ mm-hmm. here and you just hate him. You hate him watching it 20 oh, yeah. years later and you know they hated him back then. Oh yeah. And they, like I say, just winds up stomping on King and King's choke or he's choking King and kind of juking and jiving some more and just selling it real big. Which, you know, kind of later on in the years, we'd see, you know, Paul Bear do a little bit of this kind bit. of stuff. Yeah, when, when he turned bit. heel. Yeah. Yeah. And then Robert Fuller and Dutch Mantel are celebrating with him, and Master Payne gives the title to Ronnie P. Gossett, who then hits Lawler in the head with it, just to kind of put, you know, an exclamation point on this whole thing. And again, Memphis was all about heat. There's a documentary called Memphis Heat. Great documentary about Memphis. You build heat, you build heat, you build heat, and then the babyface blows the comeback and wins, you know, the the war. But the heels always won the battles. And that was Memphis Heat. And this is a perfect description. Is it goofy? Yeah. But it is amazing heel heat. Yep. And it played to their audience, you know? Mm-hmm. They knew who the audience was and it worked for them. And, uh, the next thing that we see is an advertisement to the audience in Memphis about oh, hold some. On. Uh... Before, before we get there. Oh, okay, I'll, yeah, yeah. I, I, I want to say that. Okay, so Ronnie Pigasa had that comment that that already comment from earlier, yep. but then he's okay with the Japanese team coming out and helping win. So I guess they but, settled everything over the commercial break. <laughs> yeah, I guess the Japanese team's okay with him too for some reason. Yeah, I guess yeah, so. Yeah. I don't know what's going on but, there. Yeah, but I just want to mention, so then then we get to, oh, I keep saying my favorite part, but they're all my favorite parts. <laughs> it, it just keeps, keeps getting, better, getting better, better, better. Yeah, but please tell us. This is, oh, I think I, you need to tell I, us I about uh, yellow. <laughs> uh, Roshi, Roshi Webb, uh, the, the CWA announcer, who has uh, given us some promo about some upcoming shows and, and, and all the action that's coming up around Memphis. Yeah, we're going to have some shows up in the local high school. You know, we're going to be at Dalton High School. The next week, we're going to be at Lexington High School. And then the week after that, we're going to be at Greenbrier High School. <laughs> then we're going to be at four uh, Evans, Evans Complimentary High School. Tickets for $4. Get him at the high school. <laughs> <laughs> he, says, he says high school. Hello, everyone. I'm Roger Webb with Championship Wrestling with a reminder that on Thursday, April 13th, we're going to be in Lanesville, Indiana at the high school where you can save $1 on advance tickets at the high school. Then on Friday, April 21st, in West Paducah, Kentucky, at Heath High School, save $1 there at the high school. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's... Oh, no, man. It's, it's just SKU or SKOO, I don't know. But oh, and now... To, get your tickets at the high school. <laughs> I didn't think about it till literally just now, but... <laughs> Uh, man, now I wonder why Jerry Lawler was running shows at the high schools <laughs> every week. <laughs> no, guys, we're at the high school. Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. Jerry's well, got uh, 
pick somebody up. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie P. Gossett but. and the Master of Pain are going to be at the high school, and they interrupt uh, Rochi Webb over here. And um, apparently, Master of Pain, he, <laughs> he looks like he's wearing your Zubaz pants that I got you for Christmas uh, as he walks into this promo. Yeah, I wrote I wrote House of Pain at this point in my notes. It's because, like, jump around, dude. He's got Zubas and a do-rag on. It's just, he's getting more and more just, like, ridiculous as we go. And these Absolutely. are only weeks apart. They're not, like, months apart. No. Right? Just so he looks so week, cool. <laughs> yeah, he's got the Zubas you bought me, the Taker Zubas, and he's got the do-rag on his head. And I just love it. And then R- Ronnie P. Gossett says, Lawler. Is getting you a no DQ match and a one shot only match against the Master of Pain at Owensburg, Kentucky, probably in a high school. Absolutely in a high school. Um, <laughs> high school gymnasium. You know, I used to teach high school. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, three years taught high school. <laughs> well, uh, high school, the best seven years of my life. Before <laughs> <laughs> I graduate, in three I taught. <laughs> Uh, the next thing we're going to see here is uh, we're not we're, we don't jump to that match. You'd think that'd be the next logical thing here, but uh, next we cut to announce table is the announcers and old Ronnie P. Gossett are going to give us the update that Jerry Lawler has regained the unified mm. world title from Master of Pain, and uh, he had to go through a sort of a gauntlet match to get to Master of Pain here and go against some of the toughest competition in Memphis. Um, first, he had to face Samurai. And then Lawler had to defeat Mr. Devastation. <laughs> Not to be confused with what, Mrs. Devastation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. After that was the legendary P.Y. Chuhai. <laughs> he had to go through all three of them to get a shot at Master of Pain. Do you remember on like World Tour and Revenge, they have all like the, the like bogus yes. names from New Japan? Like That's Hanzo what this Ma. sounds like. It's, yeah. It sounds it's, like the generic Kim guys G, yeah. you face in an 80s wrestling video game. I do want to kind of recap the situation in case you haven't heard. The King regained the unified world title match earlier this week. He had to beat a bunch of folks to do it, though. He didn't beat anybody. He certainly did. First, he had to defeat Samurai, then Mr. Devastation, and then P.Y. Chuhai. Finally, then... He got a shot at the Master of Pain, defeated him, and regained the unified world title. <laughs> he's a, he's yeah. a white dude. Double he's dragon or final fight or something. Just like the generic guys you beat up on the street. Oh, Whew. I mean, Samurai and then Mr. Devastation. And then one of these things is not like them. Who I looked him up, man. He's a what real wrestler. We're pretty young. Or... <laughs> pretty young, too high. <laughs> you guys, please submit what you think the PY stands for and keep it PG. <laughs> PY PG, please. <laughs> oh. You know that was just them sitting backstage coming up with the most Reading things. through a Chinese food menu. <laughs> just picking words <laughs> off of it. <laughs> Jesus, it's terrible. <laughs> it's awful. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. I don't know if Travis can continue. <laughs> 
so good. You guys gotta watch it. Uh, it's real. Flawless is real. Um, I mute my mic. We uh we actually do see some footage from this match between Lawler and Master Pain here, and um they look like they're in a tag team together, man. They're both wearing like the Harlem Heat red and yellow gear. They're sponsored by McDonald's or something, yeah, like you no. said. Um, and we join the match in progress. Master Pain runs into a chair shot from Ronnie P. Gossett inadvertently, uh, and that leads to Lawler getting the pin. Uh, and then Gossett, of course, he's going to get in the ring afterward and start working over Lawler, beating him up from behind. But uh, he actually rams Lawler into the turnbuckle and wakes Lawler up. Uh, he goes to beat up Gossett, but Master Pain's going to cut him off. Oh, man. <clears throat> Wait, sorry. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you got to keep going. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to give you an end. Uh, <laughs> Well, the heels all jump in the ring, including P.Y. Chuhai, oh, who's yeah. going to come is, down yeah. uh, with a devastating leg drop to the crotch of Jerry Lawler here. Yeah, um, it comes off the top rope with that. Yeah. That jump put your P.Y. and your Chuhai. It did, right dude, because they, uh, they all try to – all the heels gather up on Lawler, and they pull him crotch first into the mm. ring post. And uh, this is questionable here, as the announcers <laughs> say, they are – Literally trying to kill Jerry Lawler by doing that, <laughs> which I don't know. Maybe you're seven years of high school. Maybe they taught you different about the anatomy, but I don't know how crotching someone off the ring post would to kill them. I guess. Well, we all know what Lawler enjoys. So That's where maybe his power would... comes from. <laughs> yeah, um, dude. Yeah, this is just—it's crazy. And again, he won the title back, but who gets the heat? The heels do That's it, going man. out of this. And then one of my favorite wrestlers that I actually faced in our home wrestling videos, John oh, yeah. Paul. John Paul. A guy named John Paul comes out and helps Lover get on the stretcher. And <laughs> they're just like, oh, here comes John Paul. They're just picking wrestling. That a name? <laughs> I jokingly said that in the video you and I made. I know. But um, made in all name. seriousness, the one thing I do want to mention is that so King does get to three count. But Master of Pain kicks out about 3.1, mm. um, which is really cool and nice touch because uh, he's really not been taken to the limit and mm. like he's not exhausted. He just kind of got one over on him. So um, I really do like that. It wasn't like a King Kong Bunny kick out at 3.1 at WrestleMania and then just walk off like Bitter Billy and never want to watch him wrestle again. It was like, it actually made sense here. And I'll do like for being as green as he is, that was a pretty cool touch for Taker. Or for Master Pain, excuse me. No, no, it, it works for him. It's not like uh, when King Kong Bundy just sat up and walked out of the ring as soon as Undertaker choke slammed him or whatever. Yeah, you know, this, this made sense for Master Pain to do here. Yeah, and uh, once again, I got to put over Ronnie P. Gossett as they head back to the announce table, and the announcers are disgusted at this act by the heels, and uh, Ronnie P. Gossett's just laughing, and he says, "Y'all just call the veterinarian and check on Jerry Lawler's condition." <laughs> So that sounds like something Jerry Lawler would say on commentary right. in WWF, man, which is perfect. But uh, up next, we get your man, dude. Your man in a tag team match with Master Pain. Oh, yeah. So the tag team action from our future tag team specialist. So we got the Master of Pain and P.Y. Chuha, Bill Dickerson. <laughs> <laughs> the Master of Pain and his name is they call him P.Y. Chuhai Phil Hickerson. So. <laughs> it's just a nickname. Why? Why? <laughs> what if your name is Phil 
UFC fighter. They'd be like, now in the red corner, Phil, P-Y-2-I. <laughs> it's too much of a nickname. It's too much. But um, they're going to face Masters and Hart. So um, I don't know who that is. It's Master versus Master. Yeah, Master Payne versus Masters and Hart. So I don't know if it was like, Chris Masters and John Hart or something or what their names yeah, are. Yeah, we don't Masters get first names. Hart. No, because they get they annihilated here, man. Hart. But then on commentary, I think it's commentary, Dutch is telling us that the stud stable is taking over the CWA. That's the master of pain, PY Chu High, Robert Fuller, Dutch Mantel, and Ronnie P. Gossett. Woo! And I just wrote my notes, take my money yeah, now. Yeah. Forget the inner circle, forget the pinnacle, <laughs> forget the hurt business, man. Give me that stud stain. Forget RK Bro. Absolutely. Oh, man, take my money with the stud stable. I mean, does it get more 80s than that? It does. Well, it might be this moment because <laughs> the match ends. I mean, Master Pain dominates. They pin these guys in like 30 seconds with a leg drop, toss them out of the ring, and then uh, commentary, they go back to them. They're talking, and Master Pain just walks back to the commentary and grabs his sunglasses off the table and, and walks out. <laughs> He's not leaving that arena without his shades. No. Not leaving without like a shade. boss, yeah. And uh, dude, he's wearing like some. It's got like some polka dot wristbands on or something. It's just getting <laughs> it's more bizarre. outrageous. Yeah, I don't get it, but um, <clears throat> it's great, man. Like you said, and Gossett, you know, he starts talking about how Master Pain and Py Chuhai are going to be future CWA tag team champions. So, I, uh, whew, I could only wish. So. I can only imagine. Yeah. Then we're going to cut to another tag team match, Playa. Yeah, this was pretty cool, dude. We got Master Pain teaming up with uh, his manager, Dutch Mantel, now. They're going to be facing Jerry Lawler and a very, very young Bam Bam Bigelow yeah. here, uh, which is really neat to see. Um, uh, we don't see too much of it, though, unfortunately, but it's cool to get a little glimpse of him here in Memphis. Uh, again, this is joined in progress. Uh, we see some miscommunication between Mantel and Master of Pain as um, Dutch jumps off the top rope and accidentally hits Master of Pain and Bam Bam. Going to get the quick pin here. And then um, this is all about the big breakup between uh, Ronnie P. Gossett and Dutch Mantel. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure what the timeline is on all this. I don't know if it's out of order or what sort of order we're in here. But And I can't literally cannot understand a word that is happening in this entire segment because the audio is so bad. Yeah, Dutch gets on the mic and it's just, I mean... There's nothing. And then, yeah, <laughs> it sounds like a bad, uh, bad drive-through. So, um, yeah, it's terrible. But basically, you can watch the crowd and you can watch the body language. What it is is it, Dutch is turning face, basically. So, Master of Pain is going to turn on <clears throat> and attack Dutch. And then Gossett and Master of Pain are going to do something that we have not yet covered here. On Talking Taker, and they're going to tar and feather Dutch Mantel. Oh my God! Bring it back! Bring and back is, the tar and feathering. Is this the one where the ring was like made out of like a garbage bag, like the canvas? It's, <laughs> it's like the a worst ring you've like ever a, seen in your life. It's like those contractor black garbage bags. I just got cut them open and taped them down for like the canvas, and then they tar and feather. Did we pack the canvas on the truck? Nope. <laughs> God, right. Head on down to Walmart and get a, get a tin pack of gallon trash. 
tall trash bags. Get the 50-gallon contractor bags. We're going to cut them in half. We'll just tape, tape them up. Back. That's literally oh, what it looks like. Man. It's awful. <sighs> it's awful. But, you know, we've seen Taker in lots of things. We've seen him sacrifice people. We've seen him... Uh, <laughs> Stab, stab him in the heart, you know, with yep. Midian and stuff like that. We've Light him on fire. Light him on fire. We've seen him lit on fire. We've seen all kinds of stuff. But here we've seen him tar and feather Dutch Mantel. That was a new so, one. Yeah. We thought well, we'd seen it all. New, speaking of new, we're going to get another newcomer to this, this tape. We had uh, Ronald Napper. Uh, we had P.Y. Chuhai, Rodney Napper. This was my favorite uh, enhancement talent of all time, Travis. Master Payne is going to take on the legendary, the one and only, <laughs> Freezer Thompson. <laughs> what a name, Freezer. bro. Freezer Thompson. <laughs> How do you just, not put I... the world title on Freezer Thompson? Fang McFrost, dude. One of Austin's names he's supposed to get. <laughs> Could have been. Game Stone Cold. Freezer Thompson. I guarantee they recycled that. Freezer Thompson. I mean, that is just crazy. How th- you know, you, there is a limit to what you can do <laughs> by becoming Freezer Thompson. Yeah, the limit is becoming business. the world champion. <laughs> what no. kind of are you talking about? <laughs> Put the strap oh. on that kid. Uh, well, unfortunately, it's not it's not looking good for old Freezer. Uh, Master Pain dominates him, uh, hits a suplex, which is kind of I think the first time we've seen him do that on this tape, uh, which is nice to see him building up his move set here. And uh, we get a little inset promo from Master and Pain and Ronnie Gossett uh, for upcoming No DQ match with Dutch Mantel. As Gossett's talking about the four years that uh, Master Pain yeah. uh, spent in federal prison, so now we've gone to five years from four years. Can't keep our story straight here. No, <clears throat> he also said in No DQ matches, this man's type of match. Oh yeah. You know? And uh, then Master Pain's going to get cut a promo, and he says that. <clears throat> Dutch is stupider than what I gave you credit for. You don't send, they don't send you to prison for being a Boy Scout. Mm-mm. You won't come out walking. Dutch Mantel, you're an even bigger moron than I can imagine. No time limit, no disqualification. You imbecile, that's this man's type of match. Do you realize what he spent four years in the federal, federal prison bar? Exactly what you're going to get. They can't stop the match. There's got to be a winner. This is our match. Tell him, Payne. You know, Mantel, you're stupider than what I gave you credit for. Four years, brother. That's everyday life for me, man. You know, you were going around, you were telling everybody I wrote the book on how to be dirty. Well, brother, they don't send you to prison for four years for being a Boy Scout, man. Hey, no time limit. No rules. Face him up tight. Brother, that's my kind of match. And you won't come out walking. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) so then we go back to the match and then gossett's gonna punch freezer thompson in the head (laughs) that's not even a real sentence i should say (laughs) ronnie p gossett punches freezer thompson (laughs) (laughs) i need some some memphis trading cards man It was and like then, in a movie where they make fun of eighties wrestling. Like, that's the kind of name they would come like, uh, up with. What's the South 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 Bar uh, South Bar? Yeah, yeah. This felt like South Bar. Yeah. Well, then uh, you Master know Luke Payne's Gallows would play Pyu. Oh. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he probably is going to be PYQI. Um, Master Payne hits the Judas effect elbow on uh, Freezer Thompson and uh, goes, uh, but then the ref goes to cover the <laughs> to count, but he. You can't possibly see the shoulders. He's Not on the chance. opposite side of the shoulders. No. He's against one, two, three. Doesn't matter. No. Nope. He's putting Freezy Thompson out of his misery. It's okay. <laughs> so Master Payne went surprise. He beat Freezer Thompson. <laughs> and then old Dirty Dutch is going to run in. He's got his bull whip and, and scares off uh, Master Payne here. And, uh, Wow, what a journey, man. Um, well, let's take it back, though. Yeah, this, this is a weird moment here as the tape begins to transition. We actually go backwards in time because uh, Master Payne is back with Dutch Mantel in this next match that we see here. Back to the future. As, um, and he's taking on Rodney Napper. <laughs> Rodney Napper, once again. The, uh, two Rodney Napper matches. Number one rival of the early days of Mark Calloway, old Rodney Napper. Oh, um, so yeah, it's it's it goes back to it. Just wipes the slate clean of everything we just we just went through. But there's a reason. But, um, yeah, We're so the reason why we see that on this tape. Yeah, he hits body slams, a vertical suplex, a Boston Man slam, which he might have learned in the Atlanta State Penitentiary when we were in Cobb County from the big Cobb Boston County, Man. Georgia. That's right. He's yeah. getting tips. It's a leg drop. And that's then probably that's where he met Nails, off. too. Could be. Could be. He's going to finish off with Rodney Napper, probably in under a minute again. Yeah. And then Dutch is on the stick, and he says that Lawler is scared of the Master of Pain after that one time they interacted. And then we cut to some footage <laughs> he calls of Lawler. him Casper the Ghost. Yeah, yeah, Casper the Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> we see some footage where Lawler actually pinned Master of Pain with a chain. And he just beaten his head repeatedly with punches, which again, we didn't see any of this earlier, so we didn't know what's happening. But then right. Dutch Mantel comes in the ring and the DQ rings, and I guess it's a DQ again. I don't know. And then it's a DQ because Dutch came in, but it's not a DQ because Lawler was using a chain to beat his opponent with. So I don't know. <laughs> but It doesn't make any sense. John, uh, Master Payne is actually bleeding. He bladed here, and uh, let me tell you who comes out. Who comes out? Oh, here please do to to fight with him. You know the great the great Lancaster. His name is Lancaster. It's like Batista. John. Just need one name. <laughs> it's like my name's Dave Lancaster, and Vince's like, nah, it's Lancaster. Lancaster, <laughs> the animal. I got. Uh, so yeah, we got Lancaster, John Paul, Action Jackson, oh, come on. Tracy Tracy Smothers, and then the Wrestling Machine One and Wrestling Machine Two. Oh, you got if you got one, you got to have two. Mm, yeah. So I know I know Tracy Smothers. <laughs> you don't know <laughs> Lancaster? <laughs> no, I'm not sure how much further outside of Memphis his wrestling career went. <laughs> so, well, oh uh, man, we cut back to Dutch. He's going to yeah. call out Jerry Lawler, um, to, and he wants Jerry Lawler to bring out his big mystery man to face the master of pain. And Jerry Lawler answers, uh, but I don't know if he's late coming to the studio, but he, he comes strutting out dressed like 
you just walked straight out of Sunday school, man, or, or off the golf course, dude. He's just polo shirt tucked in his white pants, baby. Doesn't look ready to fight. I don't know what he was doing on this day. Came out of Sunday school. <laughs> I doubt he was in Sunday school. Y'all, you don't think so? <laughs> no. He's looking for somebody. Oh, oh. Well, uh, Lawless, he talks all this trash, says Dutch wasn't man enough to take his title. Um, he had to send the big goon, Master of Pain, and Lawler says, two can play that game. And he says, I've even got some music. Uh, we don't hear whatever the actual music was that Lawler <laughs> played here. I'm sure it was some actual rock song, but we get this dubbed Cold over music. Um, <clears throat> that'd be cool. <laughs> From the future. Um, but uh, who comes out as Jerry Lawler's mystery man? Oh, my favorite Mad Max 2 character, Lord Humongous comes out in a hockey mask some barbarian gear which is funny because on monday night raw as we record this uh carrion crossword is almost exact same outfit uh-oh <laughs> yeah that's not watch good out, watch it out watch out cross uh but it is dude it is strange like i always knew lord humongous was his name but it is an exact copy of lord humongous from mad max 2 it is not even trying to veer off it's not like he had like Lawler had the idea of Kamala from watching a documentary about cannibals in Africa. No, he just watched Mad Max Two and then went and ripped the same outfit. Like he called him the same name. Like his name's still Lord Humongous. Well, uh, hang on a second. It's something we're gonna get to in just a few minutes. We just talk about blatant ripoffs, <laughs> but no. it's yeah. not gonna be the last one that we see here. Yeah, uh, but but it, it's Psycho Sid. You know, yeah. Sid Vicious, Sid Udy, Sid Justice, whatever you want to call him. He's actually stands a little bit taller than the Master of Pain as he gets mm-hmm. in his face and scares him and Dutch Mantell off. And um, we don't see any actual match or any physical contact between these guys. But we know, of course, uh, at WrestleMania 13 in the main event, these two guys are going to face off once against, e- uh, against each other in a mm-hmm. historic match in the career of The Undertaker. So it's pretty cool to see them... Uh, Eight years before that, in their early days, both youngsters, both rookies in the business, uh, getting to have this face-off here. Pretty dang cool. Yeah, and a really funny thing is that, you know, he comes out in this barbarian gear, this, you know, Jason Voorhees mask. And it's like he's supposed to be this, like, stoic barbarian, but he's got all the charisma of Psycho Sid. Like, Mm -hmm. he is... He's, he is Psycho Sid. He's just he's yes. obviously cast in the wrong gimmick. Like he should just take it all off and be Psycho Sid, which he does. But um, you just you just you don't. It doesn't. It's a mismatch. Like it doesn't. His charisma doesn't go with his you know appearance. So, but again, Sid, man, I love Sid. He's uh, we love <laughs> Sid on this show and call him Lord Humongous. Call him Psycho Sid. <laughs> Sid Beauty. Just don't call him on softball Saturday. <laughs> Well, uh, this is Talking Taker, and you know we're here to talk about Mark Calloway. We're here to talk about the Master of Pain, but there is about 15 minutes left on this video uh, with a couple of Lord Humongous matches. I, I did I did want to touch on them real quick since since we are covering this here, but that is the end of Master of Pain on this video. But uh, just a couple quick notes about uh, the Lord Humongous footage on here. Uh, you talk about him being a ripoff, Travis. The first footage that we get of him on here is he's going to answer the challenge of someone named Detroit Demolition, who is literally 
dressed as like the fourth member of Demolition. And he's just called Detroit Demolition. So we got Axe. We got Smash. Crush. Crush. And Detroit. It's <laughs> just no shame. Just a complete demolition ripoff. Face paint, the SM gear, all of it, man. Yeah. And this segment, it's delightful. Smash Crush and Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> My four children. Detroit is doing like a karate demonstration here uh, in the studio. Yeah, um, he's uh, he's challenging anybody to break these boards like he does, and of course he's managed by none other than Ronnie P. Gossett. Uh, and Lord Humongous God. comes out to answer the challenge of Detroit Demolition to break these boards. <laughs> Oh, Ronnie yeah. P. Gossett says, wait a second, this guy's on every kind of steroid that's been made. Hey, now wait, look at this idiot. What's he doing out here? Lord Humongous answering the challenge, it looks like. He is, uh, he's challenged anybody to break three boards. He's broken two. He broke three boards. Now what can you do? through this and of course lord humongous uh you know he upsets detroit demolition he breaks the um boards he bends a steel rod <laughs> detroit demolitions like kenny powers out here is like oh okay all right you ever seen somebody get run over by a car you ever seen somebody jump from six feet into the air on somebody's gut oh, but i'll tell you what i'm suffering i don't think you got too much guts on that little waistline you got you want to see some power? Somebody can take a punch right here? That's me. Come on, Ronnie. I'll show you what I can do right here. You ever see anybody get run over by a car? You no. You ever see anybody jump from six foot in there in somebody's gut, right? Never. All right. Never. Watch this, big boy. Now you watch this. <laughs> And then he hops in the ring and asks for somebody in the crowd to come in and jump on his stomach in this display of strength. And some random crackhead from the crowd runs into the ring and jumps on his stomach. This guy literally jumps off the top rope onto Detroit's stomach. Okay, tough guy. Yep. How many guys can you have jump on your stomach? Like, when did that become a thing to like measure how, your manhood? Well, oh, Gossett man. challenges the steroid king, Lord Humongous, to do just that. But uh, it's all a ruse. Detroit Demolition hits Lord Humongous with a brick and knocks him out cold and leaves him laying. Who better than Canyon? Detroit Demo, man. He used the brick before Canyon did. Oh. We uh, then we get a big squash match with Lord Humongous against three uh, jabronis, uh, three on one. And dude, I dude. tell you what, 
just ripping these dudes oh a new my one. God. Just hammering folks. Just laying them out. Sid's in I the Hall of it. Fame of squash matches, yes. uh, along with the Steiner brothers, man. Like, yes. <laughs> nobody could kill jobbers like uh, no. those guys could. Yeah, it is so fun to watch, man. It is. Even as green as he is, he is just has no regard for their like <laughs> no. livelihood. He doesn't care. <laughs> well, oh. uh, the next guy he faces, um, Sid Vicious, he's got downtown Bruno with yes, him, sir. who uh, we're of course we will uh, we covered on the show quite a bit as Harvey Whippleman, one of the Undertaker's mm-hmm. early rivals in the WWF. Yeah. He faces a guy, a gentleman named Robert Long, who I'm not sure, Travis, if this guy was a legitimately professionally trained wrestler. And I say that in all seriousness. Like, this guy, I think, was pulled out of the crowd because he didn't know how to run the ropes. No, he he stumbles. He doesn't know how to take a bump. And I think his pants even ripped halfway through mm-hmm. the match, and he like had to hold his pants together his pants as up. Sid murdered him. Oh, it's awful! It's <laughs> awful. I feel so bad for this dude because it's just like, whew, he has no idea what he's doing. He had no. He must idea. be somebody's uncle or something. He's terrified yeah. here. Yeah, he is. It is terrible. But then you know, Sid pins him with one foot on him. It's just awesome. He again. He gets a leg drop off the middle rope, I think, which is scary when Sid goes to the middle rope. That's right. It's going to be, become the death of his career. <laughs> the death of his career, but here in the early moments, man, he looks like a monster. 13 years earlier, yeah. Oh, my goodness, man. Uh, uh, we get a reminder, folks, that old Covington Pike Toyota is number one in the USA. Yeah, you it can't, is. You can't do better than that. Mm-mm. That's it, man. Uh, of course, that leads us to the finale of this. And what a finale. It's going to be Sid Vicious against the uh, unfortunately named Ken Raper. <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd rather be Rodney uh, Napper than Ken Raper. And <laughs> his name wasn't just Ken Raper, it was Ken Tommy Ken Raper. <laughs> I think at that point I just go by Tommy King. I think I dropped Ken Raper. <laughs> it's like, don't go by PYC, I go by Bill Hasselbeck or whatever it was. Don't, yeah, just drop the Ken and the Raper. Yes. Go by Tommy King. What is what is Ken Tommy King Raper mean? Oh, never mind. It's just kind of <laughs> well, as if that wasn't Someone worse enough. Tommy King. <laughs> Have some of Ken's DNA. <laughs> oh wait, I as if that is that way sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> as uh, downtown Bruno would say, it does bees that way sometimes. Um, as if that isn't bad enough, Sid is dominating this match. Sid vicious, as he's known at this point. Yeah, and uh, old Robert name. Fuller, uh, aka Colonel Robert Parker in WCW, mm-hmm. he's on commentary, and and I quote, he says. Well, Sid Vicious, that's a rock and roll singer, isn't he? He killed himself, didn't he? <laughs> Good God. Sid Vicious is who we're looking at. That boy's vicious. I like him, Bruno. I 
like him. His personality doesn't seem to be too charming. He is throwing Tommy King all over on the floor, rolls him back in the ring. That's a rock and roll singer, Sid B. These guys have no filter. Completely unleaded. High octane. He's like impressed by it. He's like, oh, that's cool. What a great yeah. name. Yeah. Now he's dead. This is like, yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> and then, uh, I mean, that's it. Yeah, that's all it is. That Sid and uh, Robert Fuller, Jimmy Golden, uh, the future Bunkhouse Buck, Downtown Bruno, they all cut a deal and become a heel faction at the end of this and fades to black. And my God, man. I ain't like nobody. I'm a little sick. I'm a little crazy. Yeah, Sid's just going nuts, man. Like, only he can. It's just, it's great. It's, it's great. great, dude. Again, it, 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 you talk about seeing the potential from day one with The Undertaker and then even with Sid Vicious here. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not just big, strong guys. Um, they're not just big muscle bodies. They are guys that had the charisma, that had the intensity, it. that had the it factor. Um, you couldn't just put anybody in their shoes. There's a reason why those guys are legends. Yep, and I again, I can't thank you enough for stumbling upon this, bringing Py Chuha into my life, bringing Freezer Ronnie Thompson, P- Ronnie P- Rodney Napper, <laughs> Freezer Thompson, <laughs> Rodney Napper again, Lancaster, <laughs> John Paul. Thought I made that up. <laughs> it's just such good stuff. It's so Demolition. entertainingly bad, man. Detroit if you're... Demolition. It really is like watching Southpaw Championship Wrestling. It is. This is it, man. This is what inspired it. This is the real version of it. If you're into watching like midnight movies and like bad 80s horror movies and anything like that, I mean, folks, this is right up your alley. Sometimes it's fantastic to see, you know, the Young Bucks against against Luchasaurus and uh, Jungle Boy and seeing... Great flips and and you know crazy moves and Kenny Omega and Seth Rollins and Edge and all this great storytelling. Yes, absolutely. Sometimes there's nothing better than that. But sometimes what you need is an hour of just semi racist, semi ridiculous, semi stupid Memphis wrestling. Sometimes yeah. that's the best that wrestling can be. I can. It beats that way sometimes. <laughs> now, just like everybody else out there, I'm coward. And if there's anybody back there who wants to meet me up there, sign the dotted line. That's all I got to say. Hey, Daddy Brown, it's like Mama says, brother, it beats that way sometimes. It that way. Yes, it does. We I'm, like I'm, I'm afraid you will, too. Amen, brother. <laughs> I'm so glad we watched this. Maybe we can find some more of it one day. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. We might have a new podcast <laughs> called "Before They Were Monsters." <laughs> and all oh. seriousness, folks, please go watch this. Let us know what you think. Tweet us, uh, Instagram us, something. We would love to hear your reactions from watching this. Maybe share them on next month's episode. So that would be great. Yep, we hope we um, unearthed a real special treat for all you Undertaker fans. I think if you've listened along with this show, if you've been a fan with us and our uh, sense of humor, I think you will enjoy this. And again, it's an hour. You know, you, you can find the time for it. It's shorter, way shorter than Raw or AEW or, or anything that yeah. you're watching. 
uh, just throw it on sometime and um, I guarantee you you'll sit there just you'll drop whatever you're doing and you'll you'll sit there and join the entire thing and uh, the app's great it's totally free there's a ton of other Memphis stuff on there if you enjoy this uh, so that's that wrestling TV app and you'll just search for just search the word dead on the free section of the show and this will easily pop up there but uh yeah, of course, hit us up on social media. You know where to find us at Talking Taker, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with all of your comments, all of your thoughts on there. We would love to hear it. Uh, and we'd love to hear your suggestions. Like uh, we've been doing here, we've been coming back for these monthly episodes around the first of every month here. And we're going to continue doing that for the foreseeable future as long as we can come up with some stuff to talk about. And uh, we've already got one picked out for next month. Yeah, uh, it's going to be the month of October, and it's going to be the not a special anniversary, but it's just going to be you know the twenty fourth anniversary of the number one Undertaker match of all time, as we decided yeah. on our <laughs> final episode, as we voted, um, we surprised each other, both picked the same thing. It's Undertaker versus Shawn Michaels in the Bad Blood Hell in a Cell match, the first ever Hell in a Cell match. We're going to do that watch-along style. We're going to revisit it, see if it lives up to our memories as the number one Undertaker match of all time. Uh, So that's going to be our October special bonus episode. Uh, We'll probably drop it on the actual anniversary of the match. So uh, I know these last few episodes have come out on the first of every month. Uh, We'll probably just time it on, uh, I think it's the fourth or the fifth of the fourth, month yes, what of october so it's early on yeah just wait a few days make sure you subscribe to us on your podcast feed following us on social media you'll know when it comes out uh but we'd love some more ideas hit us up tell us what we should do give us some topics to talk about on talking taker uh we want to mix it up we don't want them all to be watch along style uh, we'd like to do some different stuff uh got a few ideas uh but we'd love to hear what you guys want to hear uh and we will try to do it for you I uh, want to make sure we shout out the Bottom Line cast. They join us on last week's or last month's episode, excuse me, yeah. a special guest on there. And they are, man, it's crazy. They are closing on the end of Stone Cold yeah. Steve Austin's career. They are, by the time you're hearing this, they're going to be just about covering yep. WrestleMania 19. So the final uh, in-ring match of the Steve Austin's career. I know they're going to carry on and cover some of the other uh, appearances of Stone Cold Steve Austin through the years, but it's wild to think that they are coming to the end. Uh, so yeah. we want to encourage you guys to check them out. I uh, want to thank Mike Prue for just randomly. He just sent me out of the kindness of his heart, uh, the Boneyard match Undertaker uh, Mattel action figure. Uh, he awesome. had ordered one for himself, just ordered an extra one uh, and sent it my way. Uh, what an awesome gift. What an awesome guy Mike and uh, JV both are. We appreciate that uh, to add to the talk and take your collection. I uh, want to shout out the Collecting Dead Man podcast. He's carrying on our legacy. He's bringing out episodes. Steven's bringing out episodes every week. Sometimes he's got our boy Randy Turco joining him for watch-alongs uh, on his show. He's stealing, yeah. stealing our gimmick, man. But uh, <laughs> we approve of it. Uh, we thank you for what he's doing. and uh, We're going to try to have him on the show here in one of the upcoming months as well and have him join us and talk about his Unreal Undertaker collection. Uh, speaking of Undertaker Collections, uh, we got our merch available on tpublic.com. Got our new merch shirt available. Uh, let's see if we can get it on there. My head's there it disappearing. Is. Yeah. <laughs> Grateful <laughs> Dead Man shirt. I uh, went to my first 
Dead and Company concert uh, just a few weeks ago. Had an incredible time and thought, well, man, I got I got the Grateful Dead. I got the Dead Man. Why yeah. not? Why not mash them up here? Uh, why did so we I, not think of that? Hundred eight. How has nobody thought of that? I don't know, man. Yeah, so I don't I, get it. Uh, I made my shirt. It's available on tpublic.com. I got a number of compliments on it at the concert. Five or six people uh, noticed it and, uh, and thought it was cool. So appreciate all of that. And uh, speaking of concerts, Travis, you got a huge one coming up here uh, in the next week or so. So why don't you tell people about that? Yeah, <clears throat> there's a pretty big festival. Hundred, Literally over 100,000 people usually come to it in Bristol, Virginia, Tennessee. It's called Rhythm and Roots Reunion, and uh, I was asked to play not one of the top buildings or anything, but just a local stage there, and really humbled by that. So I'm going to play an hour-long acoustic set, though. So if you're in Bristol, Virginia, or Tennessee on uh, September 10th, uh, come by Friday night, 6 to 7 p.m., and I will uh, croon to you. Maybe sing Take Her Easy if you're there. So, oh, yeah. But uh, just a cool opportunity. I wasn't looking for it. I didn't ask for it. It happened, and uh, that's what it means even more. So, really special. Looking forward to it. Be opening up for Tanya Tucker. Opening up for Tanya Tucker. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it was a Blackberry Smoke. I think they're still going to be there. They oh, haven't yeah, dropped yeah, out yeah. yet. Yeah. And then uh, the one drive-by trucker left, so he, he's not coming. So, it's what it is. But, yeah, who knows how many people will actually be playing there by the time well, that's awesome man we're excited for you we're proud of you of course you can listen to all of Thanks. Travis's music um, it's available on all the streaming services you can find it on YouTube on Spotify uh, Apple Music all of that good stuff we encourage you to check it out uh, you hear Take Your Easy on the show every week if you enjoy that we think you'll enjoy all of Travis's tunes uh, and you can buy a CD as well if you want to support him in that way and uh, man, that's about all I've got. We just encourage you guys to listen and share. Uh, we appreciate all your support every single week, every single month. As you've been on with us for four years, we never expected it to go this long, yeah. and we didn't expect to continue on with it. But it's cool we're here. We're gonna keep it going for as long as we can, uh, and we hope you enjoy these monthly episodes, uh, and we hope to continue bringing them to you. Yeah, my <clears throat> youngest son just turned five beginning of august it's weird to think about he had just turned one when we started and now it's just your daughter wasn't even born crazy to think she wasn't even born yet yeah and now she'll be three uh in november so it's just crazy to think about how uh, how much has happened so anyway kind of fun to be i thank you guys for all your support on the podcast on the music and uh yeah keep give us some ideas and stuff and uh, please for you heard how hard we were laughing i mean i don't know there have only been a handful of episodes I've laughed harder at. <laughs> this, <laughs> this might be number I one. This might be I mean, I was crying. So, uh, yeah. The last episode, we laughed really hard. Yeah. <laughs> it's It's gone. But, uh, yeah, it, just uh, let us know what you think. And, uh, ladies and gentlemen, stay safe out there in all seriousness. Please stay safe. And, uh, most importantly, take her easy. Huh?
I have seen disgusting things many, many times, I want to tell you, and that's one of the most disgusting things I ever saw, and then to have you sit here and laugh about it while the tape is being played again. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it takes all of you. You had a half dozen of you out there, and you grab Lawler and, and post him uh, like that again and, and injure him. But Lawler was injured. There's no, you were right about that. He was injured. But well, we're going to check on his condition right now. Well, call a veterinarian and check on his condition. Jerry <laughs> right now with Dr. Sam. <laughs> a huge team at 604 pounds of P.Y. Chuhai, Bill Hickerson, and the master of pain.